Be sure you never lose your inner artist by visiting Hammer and Stain. Hammer and Stain is a do-it-yourself studio where visitors can experience the magic of transforming wood into a breathtaking, personalized work of art. Our instructor-guided classes make for an easy and fun environment to create a piece you will love. Rather be creative at home? Ask about our Hammer at Home kits. They come with all the necessary accoutrements to craft at home. We also offer walk-ins as well as as private parties for corporate events, team building, friends and family, bridal showers, bachelorette parties, and even kid parties. Here at Hammer and Stain, there is no limit to what you can create. We also offer kits for doormats, pillows, and ceramics. Hammer and Stain is located at 822 East Main Street, Suite H in Grantsville, Utah, next to Prime Pizza. For more information, visit hammerandstaintowilla.com or visit us on Facebook and Instagram at Hammer and Stain Tooele. Hammer and Stain. Laugh, paint, create. Welcome to the Tooele County Football Podcast. Here are your hosts, Jeff Tuckett and Tyler Fessler. All right, welcome to another week of the Tooele County Podcast. A football podcast. Uh, I'm Jeff Tuckett. Um, I haven't been excited for a podcast like this in such a long time. Um, basketball teams are killing it. 4A tournament is about to begin this next week. Both Grantsville teams had advanced and are looking to be the favorites through the remainder of the tournament, which is insanely exciting. And we have an NFL player from Stansbury on our podcast today. Couldn't be more excited about it. Um, it went really well. He was a great interviewee. Um, dropped some big names, which is really exciting. So I can't wait um, for you guys to hear it. Hopefully those that are play offensive, defensive line can take something from it, can glean something from it. Um, so we'll just have to see. Um, we are going to release this podcast actually next weekend but I couldn't wait um, I'm probably going to put this interview not only on the Tooele County podcast but on all of our podcasts throughout Slinging the Pill Media which is in St. George, Cache Valley, Uinta all the above so I think everybody could benefit from listening to it so we got a, a good slate today so couldn't be more excited um, some other exciting news is we picked up two sponsors this week for this podcast now that we are getting more and more uh, viewers and better following more popular um, we feel that this position of sponsorship is growing in value so we have some businesses that are jumping on board uh, ready to help out and help the community help these kids um, get better recognized so that's really exciting we picked up uh, Deseret Family Dentistry uh, they are in Grantsville, Utah. You'll hear their ad in this podcast. And then Sergeant Forrester, um, he's actually located in Taylorsville. But nonetheless, he comes and recruits uh, kids in the Twill area. This is his jurisdiction. Um, there's a lot of benefits that come from joining the military and uh, hit him up and he will tell them all to you. Uh, once again, Deseret Family Dentistry, Eric Allred awesome dude he was my dentist growing up in grantsville so any you know teeth issues go see him so 
And now it is time to jump into our basketball updates. A really fun, exciting uh, weekend of hoops. We'll start with Grantsville men's basketball because they are, I mean, Grantsville is deepest into the tournament right now because they started a week earlier than the 4A championship. But this last Friday, the 19th, they got the W against Emory where they beat them handily at home 65 to 30. Uh, Davin Eakins had 17 points and 12 boards in that ball game. Um, Carter Killian also contributed with 12 points and 6 assists. And also uh, JJ Backus had 10 points of his own. Their next game in the tournament is going to be this Thursday, the 23rd. They'll be playing the Carbon Dinos. And the Dinos just got done uh, beating a decent North San Pete team, 71 to 64. And whoever wins this game, Grantsville versus Carbon will play the winner of Grand Canyon versus San Juan in the semifinals. And we believe that Grantsville is the, the heavy favorites the rest of the way. So we couldn't be more excited about that. And um, depending on how they do, I mean, I mean, they've already made it this far. We'd love to have some of them on our podcast as well. Um, as well as the women over in Grantsville also got a W in the first round of the playoff this past Saturday, they beat Juab, the Juab Wasps, very um, handily, 70 to 32. So, so beating by like 40 points, crazy. Emily Backus had 18 points and seven steals. Anytime you're flirting with a double double with steals, they have an impressive game. Uh, the other Emily, Emily Ware, had 13 points, three, bound, three rebounds, and three assists. And finally, Mackenzie Allen contributed. With 16, uh, 13 points, 6 rebounds, and 6 steals. So both Emily Backus and Mackenzie Allen with 13 steals together, which is crazy. Their next game is going to be against Judge Memorial on the 25th of February. Judge just gone, got done beating San Juan 55-41. to If Grantsville wins, they will play the winner of Emory and Delta. So although Grantsville is not the number one seed, they still have a very good chance of making it all the way. And uh, basketball is just, uh, we're watching some great basketball over in Grantsville right now. Uh, Going over to Stansbury. Uh, Once again, Stansbury and Tooele, they did not get their stats in max preps and time. So I don't have their stats, but I do have their schedules for the first round of the 4A basketball state tournament. Um, this last Friday, Stansbury took care of Ogden and beat them by 20 points at um, in Ogden. They beat them 73-53, to 53, and their first playoff matchup is actually going to be against that same Auburn, uh, Ogden Tigers. I almost said Auburn Tigers. Ogden Tigers. And if they beat Ogden, which it looks like they should because they just beat them by 20 points um, on the road, they will play a very good Skyview team on Friday, who I believe is the fifth seed. Um, I also cover Cash Valley Sports, so I know all about that Skyview team. And they're not going to be an easy out, but Sansbury, um, they are peaking at the right time. So who knows what they can accomplish. They've been red hot as of late. Uh, the women over in this Stansbury, they played this last Thursday. That's uh, same school of Ogden, but they played them at home and they won about 57 to 49. Their next game, it will be Wednesday. So the first round of the playoff um, will be 
against Uinta, uh, who's the 14th seed. They'll be playing that game on Wednesday, and if they win that game against Uinta, they will play Ridgeline on Saturday in the second round of the tournament. Tooele Buffalo's basketball uh, had a tough, tough loss this last Friday in Vernal against Uinta, where they got the they took the L losing in second overtime 61 to 64 to the Utes which was tragic and super unfortunate their next game uh, should be a gimme though as they're playing a uh, terrible Canyon View team um, to will have managed to get the 14th seed and they're playing the 19th seed on the 23rd and if and most likely when Tooele beats Canyon View they will be playing a good Crimson Cliffs team down that new high school down in Washington by St. George. So we'll be following that closely and see if they can um, give Crimson Cliffs a run for their money if they beat Canyon View. Uh, the women Buffaloes are next. Um, they will they play the game on Thursday at Uinta where they won a close one, uh, but that was uh, definitely a defensive game. They won 23 to 21 against Uinta in Vernal and uh, we do have the stats on that Aisha Lewis had 7 points Maddie Baker had 6 and Riley Hogan contributed with 6 uh, points of her own their next game will be uh, the closely contested uh, game against the Cedar Reds who are the 8th seed while Twila is the ninth seed so pretty much a coin flip um, they'll be playing that game on the 26th which is a Friday and if they win that game they will most likely play the number one seeded Pine View Panthers on March 3rd. So once again, a lot of fun games coming up. We couldn't be more excited about them. Now the playoffs are around. This is what it's all about. Um, like I said, Grantsville on both sides of the um, men and women are likely to, are favored to make a run at this. Stansbury, if they can get past this Skyview team, who knows how far they can go. And Tawilla is at least most likely going to get a playoff win in that first round so we couldn't be more excited and now we get to go to our interview with nfl offensive guard for the philadelphia eagles yasua opeta smiles are such a simple gesture from newborn babies to toddlers teens and adults everyone can spread joy and love through a smile smiles can be powerfully contagious be sure to keep your smile healthy clean and white by visiting dr eric allred at deseret family dentistry located at 225 east main street suite g in grantsville utah next to solberg's or visit them online at deseretfamilydentistry.com to schedule an appointment, call 435-884-3088. Deseret Family Dentistry. We keep you smiling. This interview is brought to you by Spartan Companies. Excellence in execution. All right. It's time for the, the moment we've been waiting for for a really long time. Um, this is probably the biggest name that we've interviewed on any of our podcasts here at Slinging the Pill thus far. So naturally, we're we're really pumped. Um, our next guest is Yusua Opeta. Uh, he played his high school ball uh, here in Stansbury High School, and and then went on to play at Weber State. And now he's playing uh, lineman for the Eagles. So uh, how are you doing today, Yusua? Uh, I'm doing great. 
Awesome. Just uh, hanging out here in Philadelphia right now. How's how's the weather over there in Philly? Uh, it's pretty brutal. So, you know, usually we don't get snow over here, but we've been pounded the past couple of weeks. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of going around the whole rest of the country as well. That's crazy. Yeah. So, uh, Yasua, tell us, tell us a little bit about yourself. Maybe some crazy fact that that nobody is uh, that nobody knows. You know, in our past interviews, we've had people say that they are good at chess, that they're a giant Friends, the TV show fan, Star you know, Wars, Star Wars fan. So, so what's something that, about you that maybe nobody knows? Um. Well, it's funny you mention those three things because I actually like all of those. <laughs> Um, but something a lot of people probably don't know about me is I love playing video games. Oh, well, which ones in particular? So right now I'm playing Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. That's the new one, right? <laughs> yeah, that's the new one. I'm playing on the PlayStation 5. Oh, dang. But, nice. That's pretty awesome. <laughs> that is pretty yeah, cool. I'm, so I'm way into it. <laughs> Are you are you getting pretty good at it? Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to go compete for money or anything, but it's just what I like to do in my free time. Cool. No, that's awesome. Do do you and your uh, teammates, do you play teammates a lot? Cuz I know like especially in the NBA, I mean, they'll get together and they'll play video games a lot together. I actually play a lot with my brother. Um but what, what? yeah, sometimes I'll hop on with some teammates. Oh, okay, cool. Awesome. So, I mean, obviously it's been, I mean, you graduated the same year I did, like 14, and so it's been, yeah. a, it's been a while, and uh, it's it continuously has. being kind of scary how long it has been since we graduated, but what was your favorite thing about uh, attending Stansbury High? Um, it'd have to be just the friend group that I made while I was there, because I still hang out with a lot of my buddies from high school, so that's what I appreciated the most, but I mean, it was just a solid school to go to just an average high school, in my opinion. Yeah, for sure. And, and at Stansbury high school, I mean, you guys had, uh, some pretty good success. What would you have to say was the biggest you know, highlight or what was the best experience at, at Stansbury playing football? Uh, honestly, it was really cool to see the program grow because when I first got there, um, Coach Christiansen, he I think he just got there a year before. And like you said, we weren't very good at first. So just being a part of the process of what it takes to make that program uh, what it was when I was playing, it was not easy, but it was a great experience to be a part of. No, for sure. I mean, yeah, when you got there, the, the school was fairly new. And I mean, we, me, us at Grantsville, we'd been been there for a while, and you guys progressed quickly. I mean, you guys got good fast, which was which was really cool. Um, did you have like a, a play or something that was just your biggest highlight, or a game um, where you you beat a really good opponent? Would you say there was like a, a moment, uh, football wise, that really stood out? Uh, I'd say my favorite moment playing high school football was when. We beat Morgan in, I believe it was double overtime, and I made the game-winning block off of the edge, and our quarterback, Chase Christiansen at the time, just run it, ran it off my butt. And 
score a touchdown to win in double overtime versus a really good football team. That's awesome. It's funny because we, we, we do a lot of interviews. We like to ask, you know, biggest rivals and who's a team that just puts a bad taste in your mouth. And I think every single team has said Morgan out of Tooele County. So it's good to oh. see that, uh, you know, it's even, you know, years later, it's still Morgan high, you know, feels good to get the win against them. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, you talked about Chase Christiansen and uh, Coach Christiansen. Is there anything that uh, Coach Christiansen uh, taught you or preached that you still use today in the NFL? Uh, you know, playing for Coach Christiansen was just a great foundation for who I am as a player. Like, he's just the guy that's, you know, he wants his players to be tough and he's going to train you hard so that you know, you can be in a situation to where you're going to succeed. And I mean, I kind of just have taken that with me um, since then. And I just still have that kind of grit to me from when I played at Stansbury. Yeah, for sure. That's, I mean, it, it carries on over. So after Stansbury, uh, you know, high school, you know, senior year, you're receiving all these offers. Uh, you know, did you use, did you receive many other offers from colleges or was it just Weber? And, and what ultimately was the deciding factor to go play for Coach Hill at Weber State? So my first offer was from Dixie State and then I was offered from Southern Utah and Weber State were my other two offers. And it basically came down to whether I wanted to play in Cedar City or in Ogden. And I ended up choosing Ogden because at the time I was kind of in the mindset that I was a defensive lineman. So I chose Weaver because they were going to let me play defensive line, but Southern Utah wanted me to transition to offensive line. So that's kind of my deciding factor <laughs> uh, there. Yeah. Okay. They kind of they kind of hustled you a little bit, huh? They flipped the the tables on you. Turns out you played offensive yeah. line at Weber as well. No, that that's awesome. I know. It's almost as if they planned it. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> we'll just show them this nice life as a de- defensive lineman. Uh, yeah. Change things up. No, I, but I'm I'm glad they made that decision though for sure. Yeah. I mean. I remember blocking you in in high school, and you were a defensive lineman at that time. And when I saw you, I heard that you were playing uh, tackle. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, I'm, he was a pretty good defensive lineman, but okay. Um, so Weber has seen a lot of success recently, um, and I believe that you played with Landon Landon Stice, who played at Stansbury. He played with you as well, correct? Yes. Yeah, you guys had. To, I remember watching you guys as team. I think I watched one game when Weber was playing, and. I mean, you guys were a good team. What led to that success? Was it Coach Hill? Was it the culture? Why is why is Weber just continuously a good um, program? Yeah, so, I mean, if you ask me, I'm going to say Coach Hill every time. Because he's the one that came in there. He, he went and found the talent. He found the talent on the coaching staff as well as, you know, the players that he was recruiting. But, I mean, he's just he, – he was a great coach. Yeah, for sure. I my my dad actually we're we're really close friends with Coach Hill, and so uh, I told him that oh. you'd be coming on. And uh, my dad knows him from a ways back. He's he's a teacher, teaches his kids as well. So I love Coach Hill, and uh, yeah, he's a big reason why you know Weavers really turned it around and you know really started. I mean, they went to the semifinals last year, so they're seeing a lot of success. 
So, uh, you know, being a kid from Stansbury, you know, uh, then playing your your your, your your college football in Ogden, when did you realize that playing in the NFL was, was a real possibility? Was it at any moment where you're like, oh, man, you know, th- this is – I can do this someday? Um, probably when I made the transition from defensive line to offensive line because – when I was trying to decide if I wanted to do that because they left that up to me, I was talking to my offensive line coach at the time and he kind of put on his recruiting hat and, you know, he told me like, if you switch to offensive line, you know, you got a good chance of playing at the next level. It's, it's really hard to make it as a defensive lineman, but if you move to offensive line, you know, your chances will just go through the roof and pretty much telling me that all, all my ability was to play as an offensive lineman, and I gave it to that. And that's when I first realized, you know, maybe I might have a shot at doing something. But, but it really didn't settle in until my last year at Weber when agents started reaching out to me and telling me that they've been uh, hearing about me on the market from the NFL scouts and they wanted to represent me. And that's kind of when it hit me that, wow, this could really, you know, be a reality. No, that that's that's awesome. Um, growing up, I mean, like obviously you you landed on the Eagles. Uh, was there a team that you would prefer? I mean, obviously you just want to get on any ball club, but was there a team that you uh, would have preferred? Uh, yeah. So, so, I mean, definitely any ball club. But uh, I always thought it'd be cool to live in like Seattle or Denver. So when I think about that question, I just think about where I'll be living. Right. That's really my main concern, I guess. But uh, growing up, I was a 49ers fan. Oh, that would have been cool. So so what is the biggest difference? I mean, obviously, between high school and college, the game gets faster. Uh, the guys are getting bigger, right? Well, how about, how about the yeah. difference between college and, and the NFL? Did you feel like it was just a drastic difference or – it was something that you actually thought might was was going to be harder than you thought it was going to be. Um. So for me, it was it was a pretty big difference coming from Weber State, just because the level of competition isn't, you know, as at its highest in the at the college level. So coming in, I was I was even a little bit concerned about playing guys from like, you know, bigger schools like Alabama, Auburn. Um, I just didn't know how it would match up, and I actually came in, and I held my own pretty well, and my confidence just shot up from there. Yeah, so so now that you're on you're in Philly, uh, you know, right now you're you're off season, so probably just taking a nice little sabbatical a little bit. But you know, average day of an NFL player when you guys are in the grind, starting you know in August. What? Well, I guess even earlier, uh, training camp and stuff. But what is just the average day like? Just you know, being an NFL football player. Um. So in training camp. Uh, the hours are pretty brutal. You start going 12 hour shifts and a lot of it is just installs and meetings and a a small portion of it is actual like practice and playing football. Uh, A lot of the reason for that, you know, they got rid of two a days. So a lot of our time is taken up with like meetings and workouts. 
but we'd start our day around, I'd say probably around 7.30. We'd come into the facility. We'd weigh in for the day, you know, go to our meetings, lift, have a walkthrough, come back in, eat lunch, go to practice, more meetings, and then your day's done around probably 8 o'clock. And that's during camp. Jeez. I mean, I'm mean, sure that's pretty overwhelming. I mean, that's a lot of information that you have to uh, to, to, to keep in your brain. Um, it, it is. <laughs> and when I first came into the league as a rookie, it was so much for me to handle. Like, I couldn't keep up with other players in learning the playbook fast enough to where I was comfortable on the field and being able to show them, you know, what I can do because I'm thinking too much. Yeah. Well, I, I know in, in one way that you succeed for sure is, is your ability, I mean, just strength, just pure strength, right? I mean, I remember hearing that you, you made some noise at the NFL Combine. Uh, did, you, did you set any records there? Were you like top 10? Was it, was it the bench press? Yeah, so the bench press was my, my uh, money mark. That's where I hit. I hit 39 reps of 225, and it was the best one for that year is the highest rate. Oh, you were number one in, in that season. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. I could probably do that one time, maybe, for luck. <laughs> Thirty nine times. Dang. That's that's awesome. So I mean you're you're around the Eagles a lot. Um I mean they, they had a little bit of a down year, right? But they still have a lot of big names. Um who's your favorite teammate and are you close to to any big name Eagles? Like did you get a chance to have a conversation with some of the the stars or are you mostly just see them from a distance? Uh yeah, so I mean I've had conversations with the guys. I'm not really close with them per se, but you know, we have I have a good relationship with them. Um I've had conversations with you know, you guys know Carson Wentz, Jason Kelsey, Jason Peters, um, Miles Sanders. I mean, they're, they're all my teammates. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you played right. You played right next to Jason Kelsey, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I remember I was watching. Actually, fortunate enough. Yeah, I was fortunate enough to play in between Jason Peters and Jason Kelsey for my oh second my start. Oh, so I'm that like was unbelievable. Right now. That's so cool. <laughs> oh my gosh. So what things have I mean, you learned, I guess? Maybe playing I mean both of those players could potentially be in the Hall of Fame someday. I mean Jason Kelsey and oh, Peters. No doubt. Yeah, they're yeah. especially Peters. I mean, he's gonna be in the Hall of Fame for sure. Like what have you taken away from these players? Uh, the way that they go about their business, like they've been playing this well, Jason Peters, for example, he's been playing this game for I want to say like 18 years he's been in the NFL and just the way he goes about his business, he still comes into work every day, ready to work. And you won't see him taking plays off. He's always going a hundred percent. It's just incredible to see their work ethic. That's what, you know, gets me the most. Their ability is unbelievable too. Don't get me wrong. But for me, it's seeing that work ethic. Yeah, for sure. So as an offensive lineman, 
Uh, do you have, I mean, you go up against a lot of defensive linemen. Do you have somebody that you just love when you're lining up against them? Could be, you know, division rival. You know, you have the Washington football team. You have the Giants, the, you know, the Cowboys. Do you have somebody that you just love to block that you know you're just going to dominate them? Or is it just is it just every snap's just something different? Um, are you saying when I'm playing it? In a game? Yeah, yeah, in a game. Yeah, or even practice. I guess, yeah, practice, yeah, yeah. Game or practice, because I'm sure you practice against uh, some of those those players as well. Is there somebody that you just like to line up against? Um, I, I like going against people that like the bull rush, because for me, my strength, it's easy for me to get my my hands underneath their pads and just stand them up. Uh, when they when they're working laterally, that's when I struggle a little bit. I uh, see. So I remember, yeah, I was watching the game. I think was it the Jaguars game? Was your first? Was your start against the Jaguars? So it was the Giants. Giants. Because I remember watching and I'm like, yeah. I saw Opeta, and I'm like, oh my gosh, like that's that's Yeshua. That that's so cool. And um, you were playing guard. Do you prefer guard over tackle? Because you probably have more bull rush uh, situations at the the guard than you do the tackle, correct? Yeah, you got to be more solid in the middle for sure because you got those bigger guys coming downhill on you. But, I mean, I made the transition from tackle to guard because people were telling me that I just – my measurements didn't match up to, like, what you need to be to play offensive tackle in the NFL. Yeah. So that's just something that all teams kind of figured, like, yeah, he's definitely going to be a guard. Tackle yeah, isn't really yeah. when I think of NFL question. tackles, I mean, they're like 6'8", six, 6'9". Six, but what are you, like 6'6"? Six, six, I'm 6'4". Six, 6'4", four. Six, four. okay. Yeah. Yeah, some of those tackles, they have a lot more height to them, huh? Yeah, they, they, they have more height and they have more length on their arms and Oh, gotcha. Yeah, they're just, they're just freaks. <laughs> yeah, just, just like I see them walking down an alley, and I would do, yeah, they're intimidating, that's for sure. So You'd probably want to turn around and walk <laughs> yeah, the other way. You'd probably want to turn around and walk the other way. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I, I listen to sports radio a lot, and I know Joe Thomas. He was a tackle for the Cleveland Browns. And, I mean, obviously, like we were just talking about as a tackle, you have to, you have to, stay a certain size and I noticed that right after he retired he shed a ton of weight so my question is how many calories do you have to take in a day to keep that size uh, um, honestly I don't really count my calories but if I had to guess it'd be between 4,000 and 5,000 calories um, to be able to keep I, I'm 300 and 20 pounds right now so i definitely got to consume like a lot of protein and carbs to stay this high yeah yeah i'd say so four thousand five thousand coming out of high school uh, yeah four, four to five thousand and i mean coming out of high school because i was only 230 pounds going out of high school so i've gained almost 100 pounds just to play football <laughs> I mean, you got to, to block some of those. I mean, especially in the interior line, you know, yeah. you look at those nose tackles and some of those big D linemen who, 
are normally I feel like they're even heavier than some of those offensive linemen. So I would imagine you'd have to to take in a lot to stay stay big enough to hold them down. So yeah. So our last question we're gonna That's do cool. one of our little pod decks just just for fun here. And like we said, we don't know these questions. You don't know these questions. We've um, we give these to to the players that we've spoken to before. Most of them just high school kids. But um, let's come up with a good one here. Let's see. All right. If you were musically inclined. Whom would you want to have a private jam session with? Out of anyone in the world, who would you want to have a jam session with? Um, wow, that's hard. <laughs> no, that is a tough one. I mean, thinking about that my, <laughs> myself, uh, I, I guess it wouldn't necessarily be a person, but maybe like a, a band. I mean, you'd want to go rock, right? I would go, I'd probably go like Queen if I was to pick for myself. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't know anything about Queen. Um, for me, it'd probably be... It's got to be somebody like Jay Boog or a reggae artist, because the only <laughs> instrument I know how to play is like a ukulele. Okay. I I I know a lot about Jay Boog. I listened to it a lot the last little while. Common so. Kings. Com- common Kings. That, yeah, yeah there you Boog. go. Common Kings. Okay. okay. Maoli. Yep. <laughs> so that would be fun. Um, yeah, I, w- I went on a mission to Colorado and I actually served with, uh, Jay Boog's like cousin or something like that. I mean, oh, okay. so he, he, he told me that and he actually is the one that introduced me to Jay Boog. And then I started listening to him like, okay, like I get this. I like this. So cool. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So once again, we, we appreciate you coming on. I think, I mean, we were really excited. I, this is just super, super fun for me and I'm sure the rest of Tula County is going to enjoy it and we wish you the best and, uh, success in the future so thank you so much yeah well i appreciate it guys thanks for having me on here no no problem man uh have a good rest of your sunday yep you too all right see ya see ya if you're a junior or senior this year it's time to start thinking about your future if you're thinking about leaving your hometown being stress-free financially and going to school for free then it's time to get in contact with sergeant forrester No matter your skill set, the Marines is a great way to both serve your country and opens opportunities for yourself in the future. To get in contact with Sergeant Forrester, call 801-967-9776. Once again, that's 801-967-9776.